If you're trying to make any kind of meaningful, effective change in your life, well, you have come to the right place because that is what my expert guests and I are here to help you do. Welcome to We're Talking Shift. This is the podcast where all we do is talk shift because when we're stuck and need to rise to a challenge, make a health shift, a relationship or an emotional shift, well, the first thing we have to shift, my friends, is our thinking. That is the antidote to feeling stuck. I'm Lori Bischoff, and I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get busy. Good afternoon, or good morning, or good evening, depending on what time it is, where you are, what you're listening to is We're Talking Shift. Hi, everyone. I'm Lori Bischoff, and my lovely show producer, Christy, is with me today, and we are very excited to be talking a little bit about Minding your mind. If you are a longtime listener or follower, then you've probably heard me mention or seen me talking about on social media, minding your mind. And what I mean by that is learning how to manage your thoughts and become mentally stronger and just more in control of how you feel and how you behave. So we're going to talk more about that today. And we're going to talk about some tips and some things that you can become aware of and practice to help you become more mentally strong and learn how to mind your mind. I, I love this already, Lori. I'm I'm ready. I'm waiting um, kind of to give everybody a little behind the scenes. We record here on Monday mornings a lot of the times. And I find that sitting down with you and getting whatever thoughts you have for the week, whatever advice you have, whatever shift we're making is such a great way for me to start off my week. Um, and I know we come to everybody on Wednesday. So that's a great time too to kind of take stock and, and think about being really in control. You know, I love that, Lori. Yeah, and that's a really good point because usually by Wednesday, people are already going, what is the term for Wednesday? Hump day. Yes. People are already like, they're, they're looking forward to Friday and you're only like two days into, into the typical work week. So it's probably nice to get a little bit of a reminder on Wednesday uh, of things that, you know, can inspire you to just feel better, do better, think better, so that you are gliding into the rest of your week, not so much as I can't wait for this to be over, but more of, okay, I'm ready to conquer, you know, ready to yeah. thrive. Yeah, because yeah. by then maybe the wheels are coming off the, the car a little bit. Yeah, and you need to take that control back and think about what you're doing and what you can do for the rest of your week to make sure that uh, the wheels don't, that you don't crash and burn, right? Exactly. And I think right now, too, with so many people working from home and so many people having to homeschool their children, you know, you've, you've had a little break on the weekend, perhaps, and then you hit it strong on Monday and Tuesday. And by Wednesday, people are pulling their hair out. The kids are, you know, bouncing off the walls and everyone's losing it. So, you know, it's a good reminder um, of what we can do. It's a good time of the week to have that reminder to hopefully re-inspire you. And I think also um, just being the time of year that it is, um, you know, we're out, we've already got January about behind us and February is on top of us. And, you know, I mean, 2021 is here and well, surprise, so far, it's not a whole lot different <laughs> than most of 2020, right? 
right? We're still wah, facing wah. the same challenge. Yeah, right. We're still. Oh God, what a letdown! So anticlimactic, right? Um, Spo- spoiler alert: the new season looks a lot like last season's show. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry to say, um, and we're still facing the same challenges. So, I think that um, for a lot of people, hope and optimism. Um, that things are gonna go like back to normal. I think that's pretty well dwindled. Um, And I think that mental strength and stamina um, are, are, well, it's gonna really be required of us to up our mental strength, up that mental stamina, um, mind our minds better so that we can, you know, get through however long this bizarre phase is going to be that we're all in right now. Right. Cause it's really required us to pivot too, right. And change some things about the way we live our lives and how our day to day looks, who we spend our time with. And I think it's even harder to make those changes if you're not in the right mindset. Yeah, it is. And we're going to talk about that because uh, I've got um, I've got like 10 tips of things that we can start doing. Um, one of them will be about that very subject. But there are a lot of things. There's way more than just 10 tips for developing mental strength and stamina. But let's just let's just dive into at least 10 to get people thinking, to get people started and, um, you know, see if that can help everyone just make that mindset shift to just, you know, <laughs> weather the landscape ahead that nobody really knows what is going to be. Um, so. Number one is obviously he just, you got to embrace change. I think that surviving and not just surviving, but thriving more than anything else requires us to be flexible and adaptable. It, like even more than being, um, you know, being the strongest or the smartest or the meanest or the toughest or the baddest, badass, all those things, yay, rah, rah, super cool. But you can be those things and still be rather inflexible and not very adaptable. And then you're going to be, you know what I mean? You're going to, you're not going to do well when things start to shift, especially if they start to shift quickly. So really it's, it's super important that a person understands that the more that you embrace change rather than resist it, the more flexible you are, the more adaptable you are, um, the more you will be able to kind of, you know, ride the tide as, as they say, until things kind of level out to something that feels comfortable again. Um, We've just, we've got to be able to switch gears, um, change our plan, develop a new paradigm. uh, And sometimes we have to do that rather quickly. So embracing change is super important. And it can be as simple as just making the decision that you're going to embrace the change instead of fighting it, right? Yes. Yeah. Because if it's, if things are changing all around you and you're resisting it, you're the only one that suffers. Your resistance doesn't make the change go away. It doesn't make the shifting stop. It just makes you more and more frustrated and uncomfortable and miserable and stuck. Yeah. We have, yeah. we have to keep that. We have to keep that in mind. That's so powerful. Yeah. And a lot of times it's, it's hard to see, especially when the change has caused a lot of um, like seriously negative things to happen. You know, like the change that's happened uh, with people not being able to run their businesses. And so there's change in their financial stability. And so I understand that is something that is really, really, it's hard to go. I, 
how can I embrace this when, you know, now I don't, I haven't pay, been able to pay my, my mortgage or my rent in three months. So I, I understand it's easy to say, oh, just embrace the change and you'll feel better. I mean, it's not like that airy fairy, but it's just, it is saying though, the more you just accept what is and then kind of deal with it and approach it and look for how you're going to manage it and look for solutions from that frame of mind will give you more clarity on how to best manage the situation. Well, yeah, and I bet we can all think of a time in our lives when we did embrace the change or something was very difficult and it ended up being better for us in the long run, right? right. It's that thing that life is happening for you, not to you. Mm -hmm. um, I think that can be so helpful as well. Yes, I agree with that. Um, even when it doesn't feel like it, that's where having a little faith comes in, having a lot of faith in some cases that even though it's really things might just suck so bad right now. But if you have the faith that you're going to get through it, you will survive and things might actually ultimately evolve for your benefit. Even if you can't see it, it gives us some sense of, of comfort that we're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what a, what a better thought that is going around in your mind that you're going to be okay versus worrying and, and anxiety. Right, right. Because otherwise, when that worry and anxiety over, over what you're losing um, will just swallow you up and it doesn't put you in the right mindset, the right um, energy to look for solutions, to look for new avenues. It doesn't put you in the mindset to be able to find your way through it. It just puts you in a state of fear. And you can't get, you know, much productive done when you are in a state of fear and you just want to, you know, hide and, you know, hope it's all a bad dream and you're going to wake up and it's going to be better. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're helping us make it easier for ourselves. Right. Right. So, all right. Number two, um, do something that gives you a sense of accomplishment and purpose every day. So, even if you're, again, you're, you're quarantined maybe in some states, people are still, you know, nothing's open, unlike where you are in California. <laughs> and so there's not much to do there. You know, you're not even basically hardly going out buying groceries. People just have them delivered to the house. So, you know, it, there are things at home though that you can still do if you can't get out that make you feel like you're doing, you've got some sort of purpose. So it can be big, it can be small. It can be as small as, you know what, I'm gonna finally tackle, you know, cleaning out the garage. I think by now everyone has literally probably cleaned out every nook and cranny, <laughs> every closet drawer, <laughs> junk drawers, garages, corner, you know, but, but if there's anything left that you can clean out or organize, um, that is something that makes you feel like, okay, I got that done. I feel like I accomplished something, you know, beneficial for me today. That right? is such good advice. I spent a lot of time over the holidays um, cleaning and, and organizing and bringing in, you know, new little accents that just make me feel like it's more fun to sit around in my living room, which is what I've been doing for the last nine months. Um, yeah. And I can't tell you just what a change it's made every morning when I walk out into my living room, you know, and every night I sit down on my couch, I can just feel so much better. Um, I, I suggest that to people. Yes. I, I second that Lori. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does, it makes a difference. And 
Um, and, and if that's not, you know, if you've already done all that, there's just nothing left to, to clean out or to organize and you've already, you know, went shopping online and, and remodeled your house. I mean, <laughs> you know, God bless you, but you know, maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's like, uh, you know, I'll learn to, I'll learn to cook something I've, I've never cooked before. Um, that could be a fun adventure or teaching your kids to cook. Um, or maybe for you, it's gotta be something bigger. Maybe it's gotta be like, I'm going to go online and start a nonprofit, you know, I mean, there's things that you can do from home that you don't have to be physically present to do. So depending on what that scale is, no matter how big or how, how small, there should be something that you feel like, oh, if I just did this big or small, I will feel like at least I did something worthwhile today. And that's important. Yeah. And I love what you touched on there that even if you can't think of anything to do for yourself or you honestly just don't feel like doing anything for yourself, do something for someone else. Right. There is not much more good feeling activity that you can do than to feel like you've done something in some way to help another person. There's just not much more fulfilling than that as far as I'm concerned. And you can do that sitting at home in your living room on your laptop. There are GoFundMes, there's charities, you know, there's, there's just so much stuff. So if you really want to, you'll find the right vehicle for you. Yeah. Think about what your strengths are. There's probably somebody who needs to tap into that right now. Right. Exactly. All right. Moving on. Another good thing is what we call mental rehearsal. So people that are mentally strong and are minding their minds are also rehearsing things in their mind. You're, they're literally making a movie in their mind. So that's kind of like, you know, we've talked about, uh, you know, creative visualization techniques in the past, but I'm also like, look at this in the sense that what if you, um, what if there's a conversation with somebody that you have to have and you're not looking forward to it? You're just like, oh, I really don't want to have this conversation, you know, but it's something that has to be addressed and you're really resisting it. Uh, or maybe you have to do a presentation and it's like, oh, it's just not my deal. I, I don't like talking in front of people, you know, whatever the thing is, the conversation or the, the presentation, the thing that you're resisting. If you spend some time rehearsing it in your mind, what, you know, what am I going to say? What, how can I present this? What is the language that I feel most comfortable using? Um, what potential questions might come back to me so that you're prepared with answers? The more you feel like you know whatever it is you have to talk about inside and out, the more comfortable and relaxed you'll be because you'll feel like, I, I know, I know all of this. And, and if you rehearse it in your mind, there will be less fear and trepidation around it. So it's a, it's a, my, it's a strength technique. So mental and it, rehearsal and it works. Yeah, it works. I used to do this quite a bit many years ago and to, to great rewards and, and, you know, great. It helped me kind of achieve these big dreams and, and goals. It makes you really believe that you can do what you know you can do. That being said, I realize now I've kind of stopped doing that the last couple of years and really, um, really envisioning the future and what I really want. And it has kind of taken away my sense of direction a little bit. You know, yeah. I used to do this so much to the extent that when those things came true when I think about it now it almost feels surreal because I envisioned it in my head so many times I was like oh no no you actually did that too um but I've really seen a difference now that I haven't implemented it as much in just my overall you know productivity and how I feel about myself in the future right that's a really good point um 
you know, and it's also something that you can use. Uh, let's say, and I do this myself. Um, let's say you have a conflict of interest or a disagreement with, with your partner. Uh, rather than like in the moment trying to, you know, when emotions are a little more heightened, taking a breath, taking a pause, and then I will mentally rehearse so that I can, without being, you know, overly emotional so that I can convey what it is I want to say. So I'll mentally rehearse what I want to say and the point I want to make in my mind. And then we come back around later and then we can have the conversation and go, okay, all right, here's how I feel. Here's why I feel this way. And we can have a, a, a very mature adult-like <laughs> conversation that's not so, you know, tinged with emotions that you're just sort of saying things that you really didn't want to say, or you're not really conveying what you're really feeling because you can't gather your thoughts because the emotions are, are too high. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or you might find too, right. That after thinking it out, essentially having the conversation with your significant other in your head, it doesn't really bother you that much anymore. And maybe you don't feel like you even need to put yourself through having the conversation because you're over it. You know, it's kind of like the writing right. someone a letter and never sending it sort of a thing. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because a lot of times once you've stepped away and cooled off and, and gone through it in your mind, yeah, you feel like you either, you know, I guess I really don't need to come back and make like a mountain out of a molehill or you you may see another angle that you didn't see before. Like you may see where you need to take some responsibility that you didn't see before. Mm -hmm. So then it's a much more balanced approach. If you're, if you feel then you still need to move forward and have a conversation. So yeah, there's a lot of pluses to taking a little break um, in that situation, or if you're preparing for an upcoming conversation or, or presentation to the mental rehearsal, it really helps a lot. Okay, and that brings us to reining in our emotions. And so, yeah, when your emotions are running the show, that is not a good thing. I know that there's a lot of, I think it's easy, let me say that, to get yes. being authentic kind of intertwined with managing your emotions. <laughs> oh, I so. tell it like it is, Lori. I keep it real, no matter who doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> I think there's a time and a place for everything. <laughs> so I think that learning um, to rein in your emotions and calm yourself a little bit when, especially when you're in a state of feeling, you know, overwhelm or anxiety. So the, the, the people that have a lot of mental strength and are managing their minds well are able to rein in their emotions and, um, and find a, a way, a technique that when they're feeling that overwhelm or anxiety or that urge to maybe say or do something a little bit rash, they're able to come back. They have a technique that lets them come back to center, think through things. So I think finding a technique to calm yourself is important uh, when you feel that, you know, the emotion rising and the surge of whatever may be negative is starting to push its way through. Being able to say, well, I just, you know, I, I need to go, I need to go be by myself for a few minutes. Some people find breathing techniques, I find breathing techniques work 
amazing. Uh, just being able to walk away and take some breathing is highly underrated, interestingly enough, since we all do it and need it to survive. But <laughs> it's underrated in the sense that when you employ different breathing techniques, you literally can change your state on the spot. So um, besides all of the great health reasons for being able to do different breathing techniques, um, which of course, anybody that is a yoga practitioner has, has had experience with that too. But um, finding something to calm yourself, whether it's breathing, whether it's counting, some people need to go count, um, whether it's singing or um, you know, dancing, you know, depending on where you are, you probably don't want to do that up in the middle of your office and have people think that you, you know, you're, you've gone bananas, um, or maybe you do and everybody needs a good laugh. I don't know, but I'm just saying you've got to find a way to change your state when your emotions are starting to run the show, not in a good way by using some sort of a positive vehicle, a positive action, um, or, um, or a positive visualization technique. Yeah, yeah, just taking that moment, right? And again, this is something that it's easy. It's easy to walk away. You know, not easy to wrangle your emotions, but it is easy to walk away. And maybe, maybe you can't control your mouth. I, mm -hmm. I will admit to this. Maybe I can't help from saying the things that I want to say. But at least if I walk away, the person can't hear me. Didn't right. hurt their feelings. <laughs> right, you know? right. Exactly. You can walk away and go um, have the conversation with yourself, get it out, and then uh, reassess the situation. But learning how to do that is really, really important because that really is lending itself to emotional maturity. When you can't manage your emotions effectively, it's a sign of emotional, a little bit of emotional immaturity, and it's a sign to you that it's something that you could work on. Goal setting. So that's another one that mentally strong people do is they usually have goals and they can be, um, they don't have to be like just the, the five-year goals, the three, five, 10-year goals. They can be small, daily, weekly, monthly goals. Um, they're just as important because when you set up those small daily and weekly and monthly goals that, that are leading to the bigger long-term goals, you get momentum going and momentum breeds success. You know, you, you, you make little goals and little milestones that are achievable. And every time you achieve one of those little ones, you feel a sense of success. It builds momentum, which, you know, which breeds more success, which breeds more momentum. So it's kind of like this, this wonderful sort of success momentum treadmill that you get on just little bits, little goals at a time. That's really speaking to me. I'm someone who thinks kind of in a, a grandiose way, you know, if I'm going to set a goal, I'm going to dream about something, it's going to be a big goal. Um, and I find that I sometimes just get overwhelmed and then you do nothing because there's so much to do, or it seems like such an um, a difficult to attain goal. Um, so I really like that. I haven't really thought about just the day-to-day -day of, of setting a goal for today, the first small right. step. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of is, um, you know, is hand in hand with the second tip that we talked about, which was doing something that gives you a sense of accomplishment every day, even if it's, even if it's something small, but those things are building blocks. They make you feel good because you feel like I did something that was even in a small way, meaningful, and it made me feel good. It made me feel like I did something worthwhile. And then you just keep building on that. So the goal setting, even with small daily goals, is, is important and it just really helps with the momentum, which 
actually reminds me, it's that time of year where, <clears throat> how are the New Year's goals, the New Year's resolutions coming along? Because by now, by this point, we're at about 75, 80% of people have abandoned most of those most of those goals by now. So maybe if you are one of those people, anybody listening that you had all these great, wonderful goals and new ideas, and, and now you know the air is kind of out of the tire, you could circle back around, use some of these tips to circle back around and maybe you know take another run at it if you kind of lost it. Yeah, it's definitely not too late. And I would suggest that people go and listen to your Presolutions episode as well. Um, mm -hmm. We did that one a few weeks before year end, and it just changed the entire way that I was looking at the last few weeks of the year, at the first few weeks yeah. of 2021, um, and made such a difference in my life and not getting too far off track during those weeks. So I really, it's not too late. People go back and listen to Lori's uh, genius idea about setting Presolutions instead. And uh, I'm sure, I, I guarantee you, you find more success. Thanks. That's a good reminder. Because just remember, by pre-solutions, we mean pre-solutions. So don't wait for the problem to get so big that it's hard to find a solution. Anticipate what it is or what you're, you're coming up against. And then you can plan ahead of it. You want to get ahead of things. You, trying to dig out of holes is so much harder than you know, getting ahead of something and making a plan and moving in that direction at any time of year. Yeah. You just made me see things in so, such a more manageable way. Right. Right. Good, good, good. Okay. Another good tip, stay in the moment. So when, um, when things are starting to get to you, Again, because this is about mental strength, you guys, mental resilience, minding your mind. When, when things are starting to get to you and you feel like, uh, you know, you're just, you're starting to feel a little buried, be in the moment. And by being in the moment, you come back to one technique that works really well is to come back to your five senses. So usually what happens when people are getting super stressed um, in a state of fear, in a state of negativity, they have, they're not minding their minds. They've let their minds run away with them. Their thoughts run away with them. And they're- Spiral, yeah, I call right. it, the spiral. It, yes, yes. So to, to come back and to try to get a handle on that, we literally can come back into our five senses, you know, as a, as a human being. Um, what, am I, what am I feeling right now? What am I smelling? What am I tasting? What am I hearing? You know, come back to your body. And so that you're back here in the present moment and not like whatever you're dwelling on from the past or whatever fear you're dwelling on about a future scenario, you come back to what's really happening right in the moment. And then you ask yourself, well, all right, to get out of this state of fear, anxiety, or, you know, feeling buried, you know, am I actually okay right now? I'm breathing, you know, I'm not on fire. I'm not bleeding. Everybody's fine. I'm just scared. Right. So mm -hmm. am I okay right now? If you are check, um, uh, am I in any imminent danger right now? If you're not okay, check, um, what's good about this moment. Ooh, that's a good one. Right. Because then again, we're shifting the focus from whatever the state of fear, anxiety is to actually what's right or what's okay or what's good about the moment. So maybe what's good is that, well, yeah, um, I'm still got a roof over my head. I still have food in my refrigerator. I still am capable. 
you know, just sometimes you got to bring it back down to the very basics and the fundamentals. What is good about right now? My kids are fine. You know, my partner's fine or I'm fine. So bringing, keeping it simple. Um, what's one thing I can be thankful for? So you go beyond what's even good, but what can I be grateful for? That's always a good stay in the moment. Come back to now. Um, God, I, God, I was just, I had another one I was going to say, and I just, I lost it. It'll come back to me in a minute. Well, to give people a, a great example, if there's any Real Housewives of Orange County fans out there, I actually saw one of them doing this with another one a couple weeks ago. You know, she was really um, having just about an anxiety attack. And um, the other woman started asking her, well, what do you smell right now? What do you see? And I'm like, what is she doing? Like, mm. you know, oh, now Bronwyn thinks she's a therapist. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I love her. She's one of my faves. Uh, but I just thought, what the heck is she doing? And now mm -hmm. to hear from um, someone who definitely knows what she's talking about, that that could be a great technique. It's, it's making sense to me now. Yeah. Yeah. So she was trying to get her to shift what her mind, what she was dwelling on back into what's actually reality right now in the moment. What, yeah. what, a cool, it, what a cool trick. I want to call it a trick, but um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess it's that's a technique. It <laughs> you can call it a trick. It's a, it's a technique though. And it's, and that's also a good technique for people that are trying to learn to meditate because the problem most people have, the problem we all have is trying to, you know, manage our thoughts and not be thinking about all kinds of stuff when you're trying to just, you know, be still and receive whatever it is, you know, you're trying to receive. And it's really hard to turn our brains off and our thoughts. So one way to help do that is to use that technique of what am I feeling, you know, in all of the parts of my body, bringing your attention to your body, bringing your attention to your breathing. So it's a really helpful technique in, and has a lot of applications, shall we say. I know what I was going to, I was just going to point out, this is another time to, when you're trying to stay in the moment to ask yourself the, those are quality questions. So we're back to quality questions. Always. Once you start doing a, uh, an inquisition on yourself, asking some really good questions to help you get back in the moment and not feel like you are getting lost in fearful scenarios that maybe haven't, that haven't even happened. Right. And, and it's not a scary thing. You're not asking us to harass ourselves or say, you know, why are you being such an idiot? You right. know, right. It, it's not, that certainly wouldn't be a quality question. No, no, that would definitely... <laughs> No, uh, we'll talk about that on uh, one of the other uh, ones. <laughs> but yeah, because it, it's not an inquisition or an accusation. It's inquiry. And there's, a di there's a difference, right? You're not trying to, um, you know, beat yourself up or find blame or come down on yourself hard. You know, you're trying to inquire so as to get yourself to a place that is a, a more reasonable, realistic, neutral state. You're trying to get to some clear thinking and not lost in something that's already happened that you can't undo, um, or your, you know, your thoughts have run into a future that doesn't exist yet and you are afraid of potential scenarios and the fear of what that might be is gripping you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or taking that control back. Right. All right, so our next one would be like focusing on, again, what you can control, which is your internal world because the external world, you don't have control over that. It's just, you know, 
people, events, things. As much as, as we, we try. Know, right, right. As we all know, shit's going to happen. And a lot of it is completely out of your control. So we have to remind ourselves to focus on what we can control. And that is our own thoughts, our own emotions, our own behaviors, our own attitudes, our mindsets. Those are all internal things, your internal world that we can control. And when you, because when you feel like you don't have any control, that's when, that's when fear really sets in. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to try to be solution oriented when you are in that kind of a state, when you feel like I have no control over anything anyway, but you do. And so bringing your focus back to your internal world and thinking about those things and just focusing on how you can be okay or better in the moment mentally, internally, then you are gonna be in a much more calm state and less uh, in a state of anxiety. And that is a more mentally strong place to be. Yeah, that's so empowering. Right. Yeah, and we don't want to, that's how we want to feel, empowered. Feeling disempowered is a horrible feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, the only time you want to feel disempowered, I think, is when you're looking for uh, like, like a extreme sports experience or you're going to like ride that crazy ass roller coaster that, you know, that you've been afraid to get on forever because you're out of control. Then you're looking for the adventure, the thrill. There, there are times when you feel like you're just going to kind of give it up to whatever the thing is. And you're going to have that adventure, that variety in your life. There's a place for that, that type of uncertainty, but it isn't always necessarily when you are trying to navigate, um, you know, the things that are up for you right now that are maybe causing you stress and anxiety. So, so to be, to be in control of those, um, to be in control of what you're focusing on your mindset, that's a mental strength and that will serve you well, um, no matter how stormy the seas get. Okay. The next one is examine the meaning that you are assigning to whatever you are maybe feeling upset about or feeling anxious about. Um, being willing to change the meaning of what, what something means to you will help um, completely change the emotion around it. So that's another way to help learning, uh, help us learn how to manage our emotions and be in control of our emotions. And so if there's something that is got your emotions all up in a, you know, in a crazy fire and you are just um, feel like you're out of control, you're worried, you're afraid, you're, you know, whatever the, the negative emotion is, it's because you have attached a certain meaning that is a fearful meaning or um, a frustrated meaning to a particular, you know, person or event. So if you change the meaning, then you will automatically, by default, the emotion around it will change. Does that make sense? Yeah. Can you walk us through it a little bit more? Um, I think my, my first reaction is to say like, but, but what if we can't change the meaning? What if it means one thing? It means we've lost our job or, you know, it, right. it, it means our child has decided not to go to college. Like, how do I change that, Lori? Yeah. So, okay. So um, we'll take your example of I've lost my job. Um, so you could apply a meaning like 
okay, um, I lost my job because I was not valued enough. Uh, I didn't do my job well enough. Uh, I wasn't smart enough. Uh, I wasn't ambitious enough. I wasn't proactive enough. You could you could assign meaning like that to the reason you lost your job. And now you're going to feel like shit, you know, right? You're going to feel like kind of worthless and it, you're going to feel less confident about trying to get another job. So that's one meaning that you could apply to, I lost my job. Or you could apply another meaning like, um, okay, uh, the universe has a better job in store for me. I'm supposed, I've outgrown this job and I hadn't made the decision yet, even though I was feeling it. So, uh, so it happened, it happened for me. I've been, I've been let go or I lost my job, but that's because I'm meant to be moving on to something else. I'm meant to grow into a new phase or a new line of work or a new position. So you could apply that kind of meaning to it. And that's, that's a more empowering feeling than the other one. Yes, man, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So you're gonna have a whole different emotion around that. Because now you're you're you have some faith that even though this seems like a horrible event, perhaps mm-hmm. it is actually you know something beyond your control that's maybe working on your behalf. So this is when some faith comes in. And if you f- are one of those people that feels like, hey, the universe always has my back, well then, that's what this is, and you just can't see it right now. But if you trust that there's something better waiting for you that you are supposed to step into, then you're going to have a whole different emotion generated around that instead of feeling, you know, unworthy or useless or, you know, all of the other feelings we talked about. Instead, you could feel like, okay, um, this is, hmm, you know, I wasn't expecting it, a little uncomfortable, but I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm open for what is next for me. And I trust that it's in my best interest. I I love that because it's moving us forward without Mm -hmm. having to even bother with all those negative emotions. You know, it's not like we have to go through a process of like grieving a job loss or something. And then, and then looking ahead and planning ahead. It's like, no, this is a good thing. This happened for us, man. I am so glad I lost my job today. The universe is really looking out for me. I mean, I love that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've had experiences in the past where um, I was doing something like job related or career related. And for whatever reason, you know, that, that evaporated, it went away. And at first it's like, oh, oh, I really liked that. Or I really enjoyed that. But then, uh, you know, with the right mindset, if you had learned how to mind your mind, you can immediately, you don't have to dwell in that. You can shift quickly into, okay, this is, this is going to be good for me. I just have to have faith. I just have to keep going. You know, I just have to look for the next opportunity that is sure to come my way because I trust, I trust that, you know, maybe it's your spiritual belief. Maybe you believe in God, maybe it's the universe, maybe it's energy, but I trust that that energy or that spiritual force is working for me on my behalf. And that is a really good feeling because it feels like an energetic safety net. If you just trust that it's there. Mm. Yeah. Cause like, I'm not proud to admit that I could think of a time in my life where I spent over a year, probably a year and a half, nearly two years, um, looking at the negative side of what happened instead of seeing it as a good thing. And I then had to go through being upset at the time that I had wasted and the time that I had lost, you know, uh, not having the right perspective. And man, if I could have simply changed my point of view, I wouldn't have lost all that time. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously the way things evolved, 
you've landed on your feet, you've moved forward, you've had wonderful experiences and other opportunities. And like you say, had you just had that faith and trust, you would have not lost all of those precious, you know, hours or days or weeks or months, you know, in anxiety. Yeah. And letting it affect so many other areas of my life as well because of that. Right, right. So that's a, so it's a, that's a really good thing to think about is what does this situation mean to me? And, and initially, if, if it's negative, that's why you're feeling like crap. Okay. And then the next quality question is, but what could this mean? How could I look at this in another way? What is a new meaning I could apply to this scenario that is more empowering that just takes the emotion out of it and just lays out the facts and, and shows me that, you know, if I have any faith or belief at all in a power greater than myself, then by default, I would have to believe that this is in my best interest. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's a, it's a challenge to ourselves. It is. It really is. Um, yeah, it's a big challenge to ourselves. And that's, um, that's how we, that's why we ask those quality questions so that we can mm-hmm. challenge ourselves. We have to go in and do that kind of emotional archeological dig to find out why am I feeling like this? Why am I really feeling like this? And am I choosing this? Could I choose to feel another way? Do I want to feel another way? Because some people, you know, sometimes there are people that are quite content to wallow for a while. <laughs> They really want to feel a different way. They want to feel like that. So, you know, so there's that. So then you might want to ask yourself that question. Why am I content to, to be in this frame of mind? What is it about me that I might want to look at, at myself, that this is okay with me? Yeah, that's, that's deep. All right. Well, we are running out of time this week, everybody. So I want to make sure that you come back next week and we are going to continue with these tips for learning how to mind your mind and build up your mental strength. Um, And we're going to also dive into some of the things that you got to stop doing in order to make that happen. So make sure to come back next week for part two. All right. Make sure also, please subscribe if you haven't already so you don't miss the next episode and give us a five-star rating. We love to see those and we'd love to see your review. It helps inspire others to listen to the show and check out all the good shift being shared here. Okay, until next week, stay feisty, my friends. Stay healthy and fit and um, go make some epic shift happen in your lives. You too, Gary Vee.